Blog Talk Radio. My co-host is calling. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday again. It is 6 o'clock on the dots. This is Queen X, and this is Open Minds Radio. Now, we had a show schedule. You know, it's March. It's money season. You know, everybody's filing their taxes and getting serious about money and work and all type of stuff. But we're going to mix it up. We're going to mix it up. We were going to have study time today and, and go over Napoleon Hill's uh, Think and Grow Rich. Um, unfortunately, we don't have the material with us today. <laughs> so I'm going to only suggest that if you are interested in operating the way the rich do, if you are interested in creating a millionaire mindset, if you are interested in creating one of those, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, or Rich People, I should say, you might want to consider looking up one of the best resources any millionaire will tell you that has helped them create their wealth and maintain it. And that is Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. But um, we're not going to read through that today. We're not going to do study time today. So just make sure you guys go ahead and read that on your own. And tell us what you think. Make sure you guys tweet us at Open Minds Radio. Uh, we also have Instagram. It's also at Open Minds Radio. And we are we're on Snapchat, you guys, but we don't even really use our Snapchat. Can you give us a reason to use our Snapchat? Go ahead and follow us at Open Minds Radio. And if you're on Facebook, it's facebook.com backslash OMR presents. So if you guys like what you hear, go ahead and like our Facebook fan page. At this time, though, before we get into today's show, we're going to be talking about gossip, okay? we got our gossip folks going on. So uh, Queen X, and uh, that's me, Ross Queen, my co-host, will be, she'll be calling in pretty soon. So in the meantime, we're just going ahead and going to play some Jaheem, and we'll be right back. Yeah. 
everybody doing this Monday evening. If you didn't know, this is the Open Minds Radio Show. You are yes, live indeed. with Queen X and Ross Queen on the mic. Ross Queen on the mic. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, Ross Queen, what's going on, man? This is gossip, folks, so we can talk about anything that's been on our minds, bugging us, interesting, whatever. It's, it's gossip, folks. What are we gossiping about today? Um, I want to gossip about those who, um, those who decide that what they want and need is more important than what you want and need. And wait, 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 hold on, wait, wait, The people who say what they want to need is more important than what you want to need, but they're asking you for favors. Where they do that at? How are you telling me that you need my help, but what I got to do or what I need or what I got to say ain't important because you need the help right then and there. That don't make no sense. If you need my help, you need to work with me in conjunction so that when you need what you need, it's not a problem. I hate people like that. They just feel entitled to your help, 
No, you are not entitled to my help at all. How does that work? Damn. You got a you got a good question. I, I don't even have an answer because you know I don't I don't do that. But you know we do have a special guest on the line, you guys, Mister Devious. Well, hey, hello, Devious. How are you? What's going on? What's going on, Miss Mel? Um, from what I'm hearing, I mean, it sounds like you just got the wrong person in your mix. Because mm. if I'm going to help you out or if I need your help, it's unconditional. It ain't no, okay, I'm going to help you out, but I need you to do something for me or this and that. If I'm going to help you out, it's because you need my help and whatever it is, I can help you with that current situation. I'm not going to sit up here and be like, well, you know what? You know what? I can help you with this. But. I need some help on this matter or this and that. When you help somebody, it's unconditional. You don't look for nothing in return. You literally helping that person out because you care about them, whether it's a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a friend, brother, mother, sister, whoever it is, that's somebody that's special in your life. And if they are special in your life, you can help them out whatever way you can. No limits, no strings attached. Right. So if you got somebody that's asking for your help and they putting strings on it, you need to leave that person alone. Wow. Well, you know, <laughs> well, you know, like they say, we can't pick our parents. Yeah, we can't. So that's that. true. Wait. So it's kind of like we can't. Wait, hold on. We can't pick our parents, but we can change them. Just the mm. mic. And you know what, I'm, I can attest to that because me and my mom, when we started our relationship and I was 10 and 12, 13, 14 growing up, if you had asked me in middle school who my best friend was, I would have told you my parents. If you had asked me that same question about six, seven years later, my mom wouldn't have been on that list. She wouldn't have because of the things that were said between us that, still to this day I remember that hurt the heck out of me but because at the end of the day people would question like why are you even still trying to talk to her why are you even even putting in all this effort trying to mend the relationship she obviously want to control and blah 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 and our only answer was it's moms not just that somebody when it comes to relationships you me, you, your mama, you, your daddy. At the end of the day, somebody got to be the adult. Somebody got to be the one that controls the outcome. Somebody got to be the one that's the bigger person because there's always going to be somebody who ain't willing to be the bigger person and just pointing a finger at you. No, 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 you did this. You did that. You heard me. You did this. Get over it. Yes, yes, heal from that. I'm telling you, I realize what I did to hurt you. I'm over it. Yes, get over it. And yes, me in this relationship. A lot of people ain't willing to do that. And you got a point. It's like, uh, and unfortunately, um, when it comes to parents, the kids have to be the adults because the parents mm-hmm. be like, I'm grown, I'm mm-hmm. big, I'm tall. They got that uh, Matilda complex. I'm big, I'm mm-hmm. tall. <laughs> I'm smart, you dumb, and ain't nothing you can do about it. But, you know, it's like, and that's understandable, but at the same time, you will be blessed to have parents who understand that 
you know, at at some point, they are going to learn from you. The same way they used to learn from you when you were a child and you did things by accident. Right. You could do some things on purpose and be like, um, Dad, you, you kind of wrong on that. Do you realize? You know, like, and then sometimes it just depends on the space that they're at. I remember one time having lunch with my dad. He came out to L.A. to visit. And we had a sit down, and he's in his second marriage. And I turned and said, Dad, you realize you married the same woman twice? Right. And he was like, <laughs> but he was like, you're right. I I just realized that, and the fact that you realized that, too, and I didn't even have to tell you, lets me know that my assessment was correct. But he was in that space to hear me at that time. Guaranteed if I had said that in the middle of his, you know, uh, his, his, his second marriage, he probably would have been like, girl, what you talking about? You know what I mean? But it, is, mm-hmm. it wasn't, it was, it was how I said it, and it was when I said it as well, but all that to say, when you are committed to keeping and growing a relationship with someone, I notice that it doesn't matter what they do, you know, to a certain degree. Because, like, my mom, she was doing her own thing. And even when I was real close to saying, I don't even know if I want to have a relationship with my own mother. Mm-hmm. But I said, but at the same time, there's people without mothers. There's people, and I understand the dynamic of my mother's relationship with her mother, and I didn't want Mm -hmm. that to be a generational curse in my family. So the only way to perpetuate it and to break that cycle, or to not perpetuate it and break that cycle, was to stand up for my relationship with my mom. And to this day, yeah, we have our disagreements sometimes, but the way that we bounce back is way different now than it was back then. then. We were constantly head to head because I took a stand first. And then she right. was like, okay, all right, I see what you're doing, baby girl. I could dig that, you know. And now I'm happy to say that I have a pleasant relationship with my mother. But it took us God knows how many years to get it right. <laughs> but I was Look, like, let me I don't care. I'm going that. through the work. I'm going through the work. Let me Why chime in on mom? that. Let me, let me chime in on that, too, because I also had a mother issue where – we still have our, our, our issues, and, and, and um, X knows, Queen X knows, she's been in situations where we both looking at my mom like, what the, are you thinking? What is wrong with you? But it um it actually, what the funny part is, I was actually calm. Um, I was actually cool with just leaving it how it was and not talking to her. I just got to the point where I was fed up, and I was like, you know what, I don't care about you. You don't care about me, I don't care. I don't care whether you're in my life. I don't care whether you, you, you know, I don't care what happens. Wait, 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 wait. I don't Ross, care. Ross, Ross, Queen, I got to ask you a question. Yes. Yes. Is your mom currently in a relationship right now? She is. Or is she single? She's in a relationship. She is. is she happy? Is mm-hmm. she happy with it? Um, okay. I'm not actually sure. Okay, because this is what I don't learn, because I hear y'all both talking about mothers, and when I tell you it, it is literally the same on my end, and I'm a male, to where mm. I, I really believe because you got to take fathers out of the equation because most of the time fathers are out of the equation, and it's the mother right. that handles everything. I care about my kids, point blank. Ain't nothing going to come between that. And from where I'm hearing from both of y'all, y'all got the same issue I got. I, I, my mom, I'm 36, and my mom literally feels like 
I'm your I'm your girl, I'm your mother, I'm your spiritual, I'm your this, I'm your that. You need to listen to me. And it's like, you know, Mom, I, I feel you and this and that. And at the end of the day, it just goes back to our mothers really want the best for us. And it's like, I don't want you to have to go through what I went through in life. So I'm going to be hard on you. I'm going to correct you. Mm. I'm going to do this. I'm going to press mm. them. You know, mothers just do that. <laughs> queen. Mm. Okay. queen. Ross Queen. Do you got kids? Um, yes, do you I got have kids? Boys. Okay. Yeah. What wouldn't you do for both of your boys right now? What wouldn't you do? Them boys mean the world to you. Can't nothing come between that. Can't no man come in your life. Can't this, can't that. Your mama can't even come in between you and yours. So it's like this. It's like, in a sense, you can kind of feel where your mother's kind of coming from. Even though you're grown, you live in your life. She said no. (laughs) (laughs) That's that. That's all that. You know what Wait till your boys get older and you see them. You see them messing up. Son, this female you're dealing with right now, this ain't the one. Trust me. I've been there. I'm a mother. I'm a female at the end of the day. And I'm literally telling you right now, that girl you got in your life ain't the one. She's going to hurt you, son. But your son is hard-headed. Your son like, nah, okay, I hear you, mama, but I love this girl. <laughs> I'll drink this girl's bath water. <laughs> no, you can't tell me nothing on this girl. But you see it. You already know, and it's the truth. That's how mothers act. Mothers, it's like mothers got a foresight on their kids, and they know what my kid is going through. I don't care if my kid is 10 years old or if my kid is 40. That's still my kid. And I see mm-hmm. whatever they're going through right now, it ain't going to turn out good. And at the end of the day, I don't want nothing or nobody hurting minds. So that's why mothers act the way they act. And I get it. I get it. At my age, I'm finally starting to get why my mama act the way she act. She care about me. And it ain't just a word. She loves me. And that's just not a word. And it's like, for us, as being the kids, it's like we trying to decipher, like, are you trying to control me or you just care about me? It's hard to decipher sometimes. Sometimes. And I think, too, you know, it does have, we we will have our opportunities and our chances to really draw the lines and the barriers. Like, okay, mom, I know you mom. But, you know, at the same time, you know, you can't really, you know, go there with me right now. You can't really tell me about this right now. And it's not that I don't want to hear you, but you can talk and it's just not going to be relevant because of whatever reason, you know? So it's like at some point we will have to, you know, draw the line, you know, as far as boundaries are concerned, I'm pretty sure we're going to need boundaries, (laughs) you know, when it comes to these relationships. But at the same time, you know, I think um, Devious makes a good point. You know, it is about, trying to save your kids before they get into any trouble. And I actually found myself doing that for my friends, you know, where it's like, I see you going down this road, child. You might want to reconsider, you know, what you're doing right now. And they're like, yeah, but. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I I I mean, 
I mean, I could get all his points, but I was I was more so on the other end because it wasn't always like that with my mom. It wasn't always like I'm getting on you because I want you to be better. It was my mom, we went through a phase where I really literally had to sit and had a conversation with my mom and tell her I did not like her. And I knew she didn't like me because of the stuff she was doing. I wasn't necessarily always a bad child, but there were things where she would treat me like I was, and it was kind of like, Mom, what's the, what's, what is going on? What's, what's your problem? What the what? Do you, do you, <laughs> well, yeah, right. You see, I'm trying not to cuss, but, you know, but um, it just, it's, I understood the times where it was, I want the best for you. I understood those times. I got it. And I and and like all kids, we rebel a little bit like, Man, you don't know nothing. This is this is new times. You old school. <laughs> you know, we all rebel but at the same time there were issues where I knew that it was just a case of my mom is mad and taking out on me and the situation is this, um, I was abused growing up. My mom abused us, me and my brother. And much of the abuse that I got from her came from the fact that she did not like my biological father. He left. I reminded her of him. There was plenty of times where I got told, you look like him, you act like him, I can't stand you, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't know him. So there's a, there's a, there's a, a disconnect from the love and nurturing you're supposed to get from a mom because she's mad at somebody that you didn't have nothing to do with. That's not my fault. If you didn't want me, you could have got rid of me. But you chose to keep me, and now I have to suffer for it because I look like him. I can't help that. I have his genes. Even though it's, um, even though I was lucky to have a stepfather who stepped in and was there from the point I was three, it was a, a, a disconnect from the mom. You know, I'm a daddy's girl. I love my daddy. That's that's my daddy. That's my road dog. I will go to bat for him. I'm a daddy's girl at the end of the day, period. But there was mm-hmm. always a disconnect for I want my mom's love. I want this and that. The things that she would do with my cousins, she wouldn't do with me. And she would make excuses. Well, a lot, uh, uh, Ross Queen's a tomboy. Um, she don't want to go get her nails done. She don't want to go shopping. But that was never true. She never just asked. So I get what you're saying, <laughs> Devious, but in my case, wait, okay, it doesn't really wait, count. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. So when I, because I just kind of somewhat came back in the room, what I got so far is it's like, in a sense, your mom treats you a certain way because you are your daddy's seed. You look like your daddy, yes. and whatever mm-hmm. her and that man had, it's almost kind of like she's taking it out on you because you mm-hmm. look like your daddy, this and that. Mm-hmm. I can feel you on that. My daddy, my mom did everything she was supposed to do as a married woman to this man, and my daddy oh. dogged my mom. I was my daddy's first with my mom. And because of it, I got a level of abuse that's just because I'm my daddy's first. So I got a level of abuse to where now in my adult age, my mom is still apologizing for it. And it's like mm-hmm. I got when I got to my adult age, I kind of understood and I forgave mm-hmm. her. Like, you know what? My daddy was an a-hole. <laughs> you know what? He was. Right. And me being the first, I can understand why you took that level on me. You did whatever you can thus far to apologize for that, and I accept it. I mm-hmm. understand because us as men, we can do stuff to y'all females to where 
sometimes the damage is so intense to where you can't come back from it. You really just can't come back from it. The only thing you can do is X that person out of your life like it never existed. Mm-hmm. Because men mm-hmm. can do some damage. I mean, women can do damage too, though. Not like a man. Yeah, we can. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, not like, men, damage, not like men. Men, yeah, not like men. Not like men. I agree. Topic. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole nother topic, right? I'm sorry. Yes, we that's just a whole can, nother, we can do some damage know. to where it'll affect you in your next relationship. That's true. Man, that's true. Now, a woman um, can come and do some damage to me, and it won't affect me in that next relationship. But I can do some damage to a woman to where that next relationship, she got so many walls up, this and that. Like, no, you can't break through mm-hmm. it. No, you're gonna, it's going to well, take look. some time, some years, this and that. That's how it is with you women. Y'all women are more sensitive than, uh, than us. I hear that. And, you know, and I hear you, but I just hate that generalization. You know, y'all well, no. Really, no. Really, no. Really, no. Let's not. I know, but. The truth. And I understand, and I can get it, but you got to, like, okay, I just say that. And I know we got to go to a break, but my Uncle Warren, and there's only one Uncle Warren in the entire world, just so y'all know, and it's my uncle. But Uncle Warren, he real quick, he real quick to be like, yeah, because, you know, y'all women. I feel like, Uncle, shut up. Get out of here with that y'all women sexist stuff. But he he is so, I should have him on the show one day. Just give you the Uncle Warren experience. What you think, Rockley? Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Oh, why? That's an episode for you. That's a two-hour special. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, right, please. To break, and when we come back from the break, we're going to continue. We will continue this wonderful conversation about whether women are over emotional. You know? No, I'm just joking. But yeah, don't be taking no, no, uh uh-uh. uh. Back up, back up, Devious. I'm all of that. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to.
hair, right? Okay, 
So you just stop me when you want to make uh, make comments. So I started I my, let me just go over my little response. I didn't even read them all. All I said was, <laughs> oh, you're serious. And then I pointed out. Oh, wait, wait, wait. This were, okay. In her so, comments. So the viewers can understand. Yes. Is this woman for Trump or against her? I'm against him. Okay, that's the thing. She says she's for Trump. Okay. But then she kind of contradicts herself in okay. the comments. So we're going to go over that. Because so, they're all stupid. I'm like, oh, you're serious. And then I said, well, people are put in harm's way every time he puts protesters out by the words at his rallies. People are in harm's way when we bomb foreign places when innocent people are there. People are in harm's way when we have police brutality and you tell America to toughen up. So, mm-hmm. pop your chop cop, F-U-C-K Trump. He should have went to the Chicago. He should. I said he should have went to the side to get that whooping, waiting for him straight up. So that was my opinion, okay. But I went just to see, you know, what she had to say, right? And she, okay. She's one of those people. She's one of those people that when she gets into a bind, she pulls out one of the little things and be like, "Oh, <laughs> this is why I love talking to haters." And I'm like, "Oh, so you're one of those." You're one of those. I'm a hater? So, <laughs> so these are some of the comments. Um, she said, um, if this lady, uh, Tiana, says people will be put in harm's way if he takes on ISIS too. As for his rallies, he creates that environment by encouraging his supporters to forcefully remove any protesters. My, mm-hmm. my point exactly. Somebody said, of no, Trump, he's a hate monger. Um, somebody else said, always know... Nobody likes a straight, honest person. This is why he's hated. So, obviously, he's a supporter. Um, somebody else said Trump 2016. Two. Um, this other guy, let's see, he is black. He said, truth is, he was scared for his life and canceled. Basically. I personally mm-hmm. agree. Basically. Now, the person who posted it said, uh, somebody else said um, that, Jason Bernie is whatever is an honest person, but you don't see people who support him punching other people in the face or being racist towards them. Trump is nothing but a racist, and ninety eight point nine percent of Trump supporters are racist. Okay. And mm-hmm. then Shannon Ms. Glover says two percent right here. I've chosen to look at more than the mainstream media to get information. Wow. Others should do the same. Here's the truth. People people don't like telling the truth. Donald Trump, people think he's a racist to blacks, Hispanics, this and that. He's not a racist to minorities. He's a racist to lower class. It's a big difference. If you're mm-hmm. up there on my bracket as far as money, we all get along. I don't care if you're white, black, this and that. If you're making me money and I'm making you money, we all good. But if I'm not making no money, this and that, I don't like you. If you're not making no money, I don't like you. And that's that's basically how Donald Trump looks at things. He's not racist against blacks, Mexicans, this and that, because it can be a Mexican out there making just as much money as he is, and everything will be good. You making your own money, this and that, and you ain't taking mine. So, um, yeah, we could be good friends. If it was a black, you're making your own money, you're not touching mine, we good friends. He's racist well, see, against is, regular people. Point blank. Well, this is, this is just like how much of America? So it's like, uh, uh, you know, but and, and this is all that what I was thinking of was like when she says 
she said she's a two percent of Trump supporters who is not racist. And that she has um, chosen yeah. to look at more than mainstream media to get information and that others should do the same. But the contradiction there to me is if you just look at mainstream media, then when it comes to one of the main, uh, I guess, pressure points in, in Trump's whole campaign, you will probably get a different take when it comes to the immigrants, okay. when it comes to everything else. Like, if you look at it, there's there's even a movie called A Day Without a Mexican. Where they take all the Mexicans out of California and how that impacted the economic the economy. And it's like, imagine, it would totally destroy the economy. So imagine what you would do if you took out all the immigrants in America. It's it's stupid. Amer- immigrants have made up, I don't even know oh, the how backbone. much Immigrants well, are the backbone. That's what you need to say. Immigrants okay. are the backbone. Because they are. And this is um this is all I have to say uh, on this situation about it. I feel like the greatest thing that Trump has done for the U.S. is bring out all the racist people. That's how I feel. Because now it's live and more in color because, you know, they have people who acknowledge it. They do. Oh, but, you know, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't bother me. But now the whole world gets to see just how many racist people there still are. Like somebody was saying that she didn't even know the KKK still existed. I'm like, girl, where have you been? What rock you been? living under because they're still alive and active and well like just because you don't see them in south central because you know south central shuts them down every time they want to come have a rally in south central that gets shut down we ain't having none of that you feel me but that's just the best thing he's done it has all of those all of those still exist and exactly honestly if you pay attention to anything they're growing in numbers. Like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, they don't exist. No, they're growing in numbers back from them slavery days. They're even stronger in numbers now. And what they're doing now, they're not using the tactics that they was using back in the slavery days. They're being more professional now. Mm-hmm. They're killing us minorities on a professional level now to where, okay, we don't have to do burning crosses in yards no more, this and that. We can do it professionally to where it will literally – Stunt their growth, and that's what they're doing right now. People need to wake up, like, like oh, yeah, as in, they, as in the ones who go into the police department, yeah, the ones who, who us, take off the white, white and go in the police department for the blues, yeah, the uh-huh. ones who are the KKK that work for the um, police department, yeah, you know, there's a exactly. lot of those. So, what they're doing smarter now is let's step back and let them kill themselves because they exactly. do a good job at it. They do a good job oh, at it. We ain't got to do nothing. We can influence, not get our hands dirty, influence, and let them kill off each other. The biggest minorities we have right now, California, the United States, is blacks and Hispanics. If we can get those two feuding, which we do, mm-hmm. we feud, and we're, 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 we're increasing on numbers to where White people, this and that, are going to be the minorities in some years to come. There are. They already so just keep, just keep the blacks and the Mexicans shooting. Mm-hmm. Just do that. Mm-hmm. You know what? Because then they're going to kill each other off. We're just going to pause because we can talk about this for days, okay. for days, hours, months. But we're going to actually Years. go into some Lauren Hill real fast. And from hey, there, now. we're going to come back. And we're going to talk about this whole Nina Simone movie situation because I just can't, Uh I can't deal. 
So uh, we're going to hit this Lauren Hill real fast, and we'll be right back. Make sure you guys uh, follow us at Open Minds Radio. It's funny how money changes situation. Miscommunication leads to complication. My emancipation don't be your equation. I was on the humble you on every station. Someone play young Lauren like she done. But remember not to game the one of the sun. Everything you did has already been done. I know all the tricks from bricks to kingdom. My king done made your kingdom one run. To understand El Boogie, not violent. But if a thing tests me, run to me, can Can't take a threat to me, no
It's about to be. I'm just playing. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, go ahead, Ross Queen. You live, girl. Go ahead, sing your song. You just lost one. (laughs) 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 Always trying to give me the thing on the radio. (laughs) So, you guys, you know, this is the Buzz Radio Show with Ross Queen and Queen X. That's me. And uh, my episode where we just got our friend Devious on the line, and we're talking Trump, we're talking Facebook trolls, YouTube, and everything, and some more stuff in pop culture. Speaking of pop culture, though, we got this whole little situation. I call it a situation Mm -hmm. because I personally feel some type of way about it. I love jazz. Jazz is my favorite music. Jazz is my favorite kind of music, okay? So, you know, I'm familiar with people like, you know, Lena Horn, Alex Gerald, um, Nina Simone. So it's no question that I'm going to hear about a Nina Simone movie. Now, I even heard about the um, documentary that's going on, but Ross Queen... <laughs> Zoe Zardana, I I like her. I like Zoe. I like her too. I really do. I do. I think she's she's a a black woman, although she may identify with Latin. Um, I I just I like her. I liked her when I seen her in Avatar, um, Colombiana. Like I like Zoe Zardana. Yes. Okay. But I don't think Mm -hmm. she should be playing Nina Simone. True. I don't. I mean, I mean, what do you? I mean, I. I feel this, uh, I mean, I I kind of have mixed emotions about it because I feel like any person of color getting roles when they're, when they're casting white men as Michael Jackson is a win for us. You understand? Anybody of color getting a big major role is a win for us because that's somebody of color on the screen. But I do understand because I actually saw what people were talking about, and it does look bad. I don't understand why they chose to do her makeup the way they did. It does look like blackface. It does look like somebody who is not at all of any Latino or any African descent playing Nina Simone. And as we all know, Nina Simone, big nose, you know, wide lips, you know, prominent features, just proud in her blackness, her uniqueness. And at first, when I was hearing this, I'm like, you know what, y'all, y'all tripping, you know, she still got some color in her, let it be, you know, we winning, and all the stuff that's been going on this year with Beyonce, Kendrick Lamar, and, you know, the everything that's been going on, I'm like, we winning, you know, we got this. But then when I saw it, I was like, oh, now I see why, because it's embarrassing. It looks like the kids who are in college now playing them pranks and putting on blackface. That's exactly what it looks like, and it didn't make me feel good. It didn't make me want to go watch the movie because I feel like the whole time I'm going to be criticizing the way they did her makeup or the way they did. They didn't right. even, it don't even look like they gave her any prosthetics. It just looked like they slapped some paint on her and was like, hey, go play. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like it's. I, I'm personally offended because, like you said, we have we have icons in our community. Mm-hmm. We have the Whitney Houston's. We have Aaliyah. We have or mm-hmm. Aaliyah. Aaliyah. We have Michael you know, Jackson. You know, that's and, my baby. And and now Nina Simone. And and I mean, we were lucky to have Jamie Foxx do Ray Charles. 
Oh, yes, he was very lucky. He embodied Ray Charles. That was yes, perfect. He He's a musician, he's a singer, and an actor. He did that. Mm-hmm. Joey don't sing. craft. No. Just because you like Nina Simone doesn't mean you should play her. Have enough respect mm-hmm. to say, I don't, I'm not fit for this role. I can act like her, but I can't all the way pull it off the way that I want to because I look like a white person in blackface. Yes, I'm black. That doesn't mean I'm not black enough, but I can't pull no. it off. And I just want to do her justice and do her memory distracting. justice. And then I read mm-hmm. an article. I read an article about uh, the daughter, Nina Simone's daughter. She said, you know, I don't have a problem with Zoe playing it, but I, I am kind of taken aback by how she looks. She don't look nothing like my mother. And then the right. story of the actual movie is false. They're mm. like the guy that they're portraying her to have a relationship with, like, you know, the the person that was her close friend, they try to make it seem like they have a personal, uh, you know, intimate relationship. And she's like, the daughter is like, the dude is gay. What are you talking about? Right. And I'm sitting you know, here, that's and, I'm, and I'm sitting here like, I want to hear about why she wrote Mississippi Goddamn. I want to hear about how she had to flee the country and end up residing in France. I want to hear about her civil rights movements and stuff like that. I want to hear about how she felt when she was singing Blackbird and Strange Fruit. That's what I want to hear. Right. I want to hear about her I mean, love life. And then my question is, like, why does every time we have a famous female mm-hmm. black singer who actually has an impact in the community, all they focus on is the sexuality of her? Because. In the Aaliyah movie, they, in the Aaliyah movie, all they focused on was her relationship with somebody, some boy, oh, some man. Oh, you and, know what? In, um, I didn't, I in didn't the Josephine Baker movie. In the Josephine Baker movie, the mm-hmm. whole movie is about how she was in her in her bottom, at her rock bottom, and this white man that she loved came to pick her up and make her famous again. When Holly Berry played Dorothy Dandridge, it was about how she was mm-hmm. at her rock bottom and some white man, or maybe he was even some black man, tried to come and help and, and pull her out. It's like, why do we have to see that part? There's more because to Dorothy it, Dandridge than her love life. There's more to Nina Simone than her love life. I just feel like but why is that the only thing that we talk about? I feel like I feel like they they do that because women are over sexualized anyway. And then the only way to keep them from realizing, hey, this woman is a goddess. She's supposed to be the head of everything we worship is to make her seem over sexualized. Oh yeah, yeah, she can sing, but yeah, she was running around with Tom, Tom and Harry. You know, I didn't want to say the other one, but um, yeah. So they over sexualize us purposely because that's what white men saw us as from the beginning: sexual objects, objects of conquest. I want her. I don't know what it is about that Negro, but I want her. And that's what they do. They don't focus on our accomplishments or how smart she is. Just like perfect example, our first lady, Michelle Obama, they've been talking mess about her, showing her shoulders, showing her arms, but ain't said nothing about Miss Trump. She dang near naked every time you see her. But did y'all know how educated our first lady is? Do you know how many degrees she holds? Do you know this, that, and other? No, you don't. Because why? Because she's a black woman, and they don't care about a black woman's mind. They care about her body, and that is it. 
Ivana Trump can't do no wrong. But I see more of her body than I seen a, a Michelle Obama's anyway. And I don't even know who she is. That's the thing about it is, when it comes to our race, black people, they do two things. The two things is with the females and the males. The males, they use us for our athleticism, our mm-hmm. smarts, that this mm-hmm. and that. Y'all women, mm-hmm. they use y'all for y'all beauty, y'all voluptuousness. <laughs> I said voluptuous, mm-hmm. but it's pretty well. But that's what, that's what they, <laughs> they, they exploit us. At the end of the day, they exploit us to make right. them money. Exactly. Now, the ones that get smart, whether it's a male, whether it's a female, the ones that get smart and beat them at their own game, that's what they have a problem with. They get blacklisted. With. They get blacklisted. You can't do a movie here. A I don't want with. you at this club. You you keep on you keep on making this money for us, but once you get to the point to where, okay, now you want to start making money for yourself, we can't have that. Oh, come on, black man. Oh. Come on, black female. We can't have that. You don't knock it off. Hey. That's how it is. And you know what's funny is people don't realize that. Like, honestly, Cat Williams, with everything he's going through right now, that's what they're doing to him. He is sitting up there. He's trying to promote things for black people. So now they're making him out to look like he is crazy every chance they get. Michael Jackson, do y'all know? I didn't know he owned half of the music industry. I didn't know that. Sure did. He, exactly. But they never let you. They won't tell Everybody you that because they don't want us to be great. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. They don't want you to be great. They just want you to think that all these little girls, right, they just want you to be like, hey, little girl, hey, hey, daughter, this is what you're supposed to do. And it's sad because I see so many mothers who are putting makeup on their child. I see little girls and stuff that I'm 25 and I ain't never wore. I'd be afraid to go outside like that because I just have that same southern down-home respect for myself. And it's just horrible because we are perpetuating what they want us to and teaching it to our kids. We're teaching our boys that you you got to be this or that or you're going to be in jail or this or that or this or you ain't good for this. And, and it's, it's sad because we talked about it. Willie Lynch, he is he doing what he wanted. And it's still passive. And nobody knows because our younger generations are ignorant. 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 That's what they are. funny. They're stupid. They're disobedient. They don't want to listen to nobody. They think they know everything. And you don't know nothing. You don't know nothing. You ain't got a window to throw some piss out of, this and that, and you Mm -hmm. act like you're grown, and you don't know nothing. You don't know nothing. It's sad how Mm -hmm. this new generation is. It's really sad. And this is where we got to put, okay, I'm a certain way, my generation, and now I'm looking at this new generation that's coming up, it's sad because, damn, if my I'm generation scared. was bad, look at this new one. Like, we're not going to be mm-hmm. nothing. We're we're not going to be nothing. We got a bunch of thugs and hotties running around. <laughs> thugs and hotties running around. I mean, the the best thing that I, that, that I think our generation has brought forth, and technically it's my generation, okay, but oh my gosh, Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick Lamar, okay, is out there, and he's <laughs> part of my generation, me and Rod's Queen generation. We did Please. that. Thank you, Generation Millennial, whatever you want to call it, for Kendrick Lamar. Uh, we're actually about to close out the show with some K. Oh, We're gonna man. play his song "Complexion" 
pretty soon. We're going to close out with that song. But make sure you guys follow us at Open Minds Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat on Facebook. It is Omar Presents, facebook.com slash Omar Presents. Please like our page. You guys, stop listening and not doing stuff. Man, y'all can like everybody else say, how about this? If you like World Star Hip Hop, well, you probably won't be listening to this show because you ain't on that level. But uh, (laughs) if you can like a World Star Hip Hop video, then you can like an Open Minds Radio page or picture on Instagram. So make sure you guys show support for Ross Queen and Kleenex while we're doing our thing live. We're going to go ahead and finish out with this K-Dot. Complexion. I got and one thing that, to say. We're gonna be out of here. Oh, what's one what's thing up? to say, you guys? Think before it's illegal. Think before it is illegal. Pretty soon they're gonna tell us we can't even think the thoughts we think or have the minds we have. So think before it is illegal and do something with those thoughts, people. Exactly. Exactly. You got a point, Ross Queen. So with that, we just gonna go ahead and play this music and we'll be out. Dark is the midnight hour, her bright is the morning sun Give a fuck about your complexion, I know what the German's done Sneak, sneak me through the back window, I'm a good field But I made a flower for you out of cotton just to chill with you You know I go the distance you know I'm ten toes down, even if that's a listener. Cover your ears, he about to mention complexion. Two steps, two steps. Complexion don't mean a thing. First a million times with Beauty in 
thoughts in my dark side like a young George Lucas. Light don't mean you smart, being dark don't make you stupid. A frame of mind for them busters, ain't talking woo Need a paradox for the paradox, they tutors. Like two sides, LL, you lose two times. If you don't see your beautiful in your complexion, it ain't complex. To put it in context, find the air beneath the kite, uh. That's the context, yeah, baby, I'm conscious. Ain't no contest. If you like it, I love it. All your earth tones been blessed. Ain't no stress, jigaboos wanna be. I ain't talking J, mm-mm, I ain't talking B. I'm talking days we got school, watching movie screens. And spike your self-esteem, the new James Bond gonna be black as me. Black as brown hazelnut cinnamon black tea. And it's all beautiful to me. Call your brothers magnificent, call all the sisters queens. We all on the same team, blues and pyrus, no colors ain't a thing. <laughs> 